Sat fans, welcome back to the latest episode of the Shrews Views podcast here at the Shropshire Star, sponsored by the Kettle and Toaster Man. My name is Johnny Drury, and as always, I'm alongside the Shropshire Stars salop correspondent, Mr. Ollie Westbury, to talk all things time from the superb FA Cup away day, that draw that many fans were looking out for, and we're going to look ahead to Saturday's trip to Wickham. Ollie, you well? Nice things, mate. I'm all right, mate. I you am. Out of this all... cold weather. Yeah, I don't. I like the winter. No, um, you don't. You don't. No, That's I do. Lie. That's a I... complete lie, mate. You're a you're a fair weather. I know this. Like you, between you and the former Shrewsbury correspondent Lewis Cox, two of the the coldest men in uh, in the EFL. I'm going to label you. Um, I know you like your summer weather, being out in the field and field I and don't. Batting. I don't enjoy. Yeah, I, I don't enjoy sitting in football grounds in the cold, but, you know, there's, I, I think, you know, obviously people on the podcast will know that from previous episodes that I've been decorating the house, I've just moved into a house and I've got a lovely view out here into the countryside that's not a cloud in the sky, the sunshine. Beautiful. It's frosty and I live right by a canal. I can just jump on a canal and go for, go for, go for a little run. So I find that. And when you can see your breath, kind of, you know, the steam, I, I, I quite like that. So, no, I do like the cold weather, but not sitting in cold football stadiums yeah. when they don't even offer you a, a hot drink. That's, yeah, uh, it's just when you're sat in the crowd meadow on a Tuesday night and it's knocking on minus one. <laughs> well, it's cold, isn't it? Because like, it's, like, it's, <laughs> it's not like you're there for 90 minutes, is it? Like As press, you're there from 6 o'clock to 11 o'clock. You, you're out there. Um, so, yeah, cold to my loins I was on Friday night after uh, Notts County. I put, I put the crowd meadow up there as... Uh, that's probably one of the coldest grounds in the country. Yeah, it's got no corners, has it? Nah, the corner. When it's if it's windy and it's like icy and hot, oh, it's yeah. Anyway, we digress. Let's talk FA Cup. Well, we're going to talk FA Cup on two fronts. We're going to talk about the win on Friday night that Ollie was talking referencing just then, and that fantastic draw against what they call them these days, the Hollywood Reds, Wrexham. The draw that I imagine a lot of Shrewsbury fans were looking out for. We're going to talk about a few news items. We'll talk about the. The injury list, which uh, Shrewsbury can't get away from at the moment. And we'll look ahead to the clash with Wickham on Saturday. Could call that the Luke Leahy derby, really. Um, but yes, let's go back to last Friday. Ollie, um, the game was on. I know you were livid that it was on Friday. I saw, I think, a couple of Notts County fans or Notts Forest fans were coming for you on social media. I saw the other day. For yeah, the they, money. did you see them? Yeah, <laughs> they did. They were proper coming for me. That one. That he was, one ha- guy, he was like... having none of it. He was having none of it. Like, what kind of a reporter are you if you don't know that thingy? I was like, uh, yeah, I'm aware of that. So I understood that Shrewsbury wanted that game on the Sunday and Notts County were desperate for it to be on the Friday. I don't know whether that's got something to do with the attendance and they thought the attendance would be bigger. But if that is the case, that was a complete and utter own goal because no, nobody turned up. I was going to swear there. Um, <laughs> I know no, I could see. <laughs> Nobody turned up from uh, from Notts County. Uh, the Shrewsbury following was pretty good, but from Notts County, it was a uh, it was a really poor turnout. Um, I was expecting you know, expecting there to be more home fans there for that game. Um, it's probably just as well that they didn't turn up because uh, you know Salop Salop knocked him out of the cup. Have that. Well, but yeah, they were co- they were coming for me. Social media, you know yeah, what it's really. like. It's horrible, <laughs> isn't it? Um, so, so yeah, they were coming for me. It was, it was quite, kind of quite funny that I responded to his tweet. I quote tweeted him and then spelled Exeter wrong. Uh, I missed oh, I did e. see. Yeah, and then I had to put, and then I had to put Exeter in the tweet underneath. Um, so yeah, 
I did th- find that quite funny. I'm glad he didn't pick up on the fact that yeah, I spelled yeah, everything yeah, wrong because it, it made me look like a right tit. Well, it didn't, like you said, it didn't boost the attendance. <laughs> but what was worse, Ollie, on the night, the attendance of the home crowd or the home defending? Because the home defending was woeful. Yeah, I'm not sure I've ever seen. Uh, I've seen defences make one or t- one error, maybe two errors that lead to goals. I'm not sure if I've been to a game where I've seen three. I think I called it kamikaze. Um, and it really I think was. you being polite with that. Yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, I, I can, I, obviously the press box is sat in the Notts County end, isn't it? <laughs> And when the third one ended, one fan just turned around and shouted, swore and said, that's the third time. (laughs) And I was absolutely creasing um, because it was like it was almost like comical um, what they were doing. Like it's like like the Chuckle Brothers at the back. Um, um, So, yeah, it was I mean, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, the first one was a slip. It's a, it's a bad mistake. It's a slip, and I don't know what, what, what do you classify? Do you classify as a slip as a mistake? Because what can you do about it? a mistake? Is when you try and give the ball away and you give it to somebody else. But if you yeah, slip over, I mean, I what, what can point. you do about that? Yeah, I get your point. I'm not really sure to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's like it's hard, to, it's hard to it, like but... blame someone because yeah. like if you know if your studs miss the grass and you slip over, I mean, what the bleeding are you supposed to do about it? Um. So yeah, the first one was a slip. The second one. I think they'd cleared it and one of their defenders headed it into the box for Bowman to smash in. And then the third one, um, yeah, I think Jordan Shipley robbed him and played in Bowman. Who, and, and we must caveat it by saying that Ryan Bowman finished each and every one of them really, really well, in fairness to him. Yeah. Um, you know, probably the first one he couldn't miss, in fairness. But the second two, you know, the one was kind of, the ball was headed back to him, or like hip high, and he kind of had to take it down and smash it in. And then the last one was a really good finish, wasn't it? It's was probably from the 18-yard box, just the goalkeeper to beat. But, you know, he got to fire it in, hadn't he? And he, he, you know, he found the corner. So he can be quite prolific, Ryan Bowman. He does he does have a knack for a goal. Um, so, yeah, he can be quite prolific. So, um, yeah, I was, I was pleased for him. You know, it's not always been easy for him over the last, you know, few few weeks and months, you know, with Matt Taylor coming in, being made vice-captain, playing such a big part, scoring on the opening day against Cheltenham, and then kind of, you know, being forced out of the team, perhaps, you know, with Max Matter coming in and playing probably more of a, a pivotal role, probably playing more of a role at the forefront, and probably Kieran Phillips when he was fit too. So, you know, he's had to bide his time and wait his chance, but Matt Taylor said so himself, didn't he? It's about when players get that chance, it's about them going out and taking it. And, you know, Taylor's now got some, he's got some headaches to deal with, hasn't he? Some headaches. Yeah, finally got some headaches. We'll talk about that a little bit, uh, a little bit later on. Just overall though, on, you know, we talked about it on the podcast last week, Notts County are in the same bracket probably as the side that Stoke will face in the next round in terms of Wrexham, that they've gone up from the National League to League Two, but are, you know, previously an established EFL club. You know, they're doing really well in, in League Two, and you could arguably say probably a bottom-end League One club. So it was a tricky tie to navigate, really. I know that, you know, the goals were on a silver platter for them, but, you know, it's a big it's a big boost. I know from the outside, people will probably say, oh, they've beaten someone from lower league in the Cup. But that's going to give them, a, you know, given all we've talked about with the away form and the struggles on the road, you know, I think Salah can probably take huge confidence from that. Given yeah, the, fact I mean, that looking, the size just, they've navigated past. Yeah, 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 I think so. I mean, I'm just looking at the re- League Two table now. Notts County, Notts County is sixth, aren't they? 
Um, but it's all very, very tight at the top half of that table. Um, you know, there's not there's not a lot of points in it at all. Is there 37? There's about three teams on 36 and three two teams on 37 points. So it's all very tight and congested up there. Um, I think they play. I think that is the way they play. Oh, I was chatting to Dave Edwards about it uh, this week, and he said he watched uh, them play uh, Bradford in League Two, and they literally just bopped them off the park and were four 0 up at half time. I think no matter who they play against, that's the way they play. Um, some criticism heading the way of town for their style of football and the way that they're playing. I think it's just a case of, I think it's just a case of needs must at the moment with the players that they've got available to them. Yes, at times. It's a little frustrating. Well, it's frustrating to watch them kind of have 20% possession against the League Two side. They should be doing better than that. Um, But I imagine if they probably weren't quite so hampered by injuries, you know, the turnaround in games, the travelling in games, um, they would probably have a little bit more. I think it was, I think at the moment we are at a case where it is. Town turn up with the 11 players that they've got available and that is pretty much it. They've got 11 players available to them and they do absolutely everything in their power, whatever they've got to do to try and stay in the game and get a result. And you can't fault them for that, really. Um, I think you have to adjust depending on, depending on you know, the circumstances and the context in which you're in. And that's what Shrewsbury did. Um, that's what Shrewsbury did. So, you know, you know there, is, there is a bit of criticism. Um, for the style of football and the way that it's been, especially over the last week. But as far as I'm concerned, I feel as though they are working hard to get results kind of through adversity, I suppose, is probably the way that I would describe it. So, um, so yeah, it was a really good result against Notts County. It, it, it's, it is tight. Uh, obviously, now the draw of Wrexham in the next round, who are probably a similar kind of, obviously, a similar level of side, probably. Are they slightly, probably slightly better than... Notts County based on the fact that they won the league last year and are probably and are above them in the league now. So it's one of them really. We're just gonna have to wait and see how it pans out. But it's a brilliant draw. I'm I'm absolutely buzzing for it. I'm hoping we're gonna to get to find out today whether the game is on telly. I think I expect it to be on telly and I'm waiting for that to be confirmed. Um but yeah, it's really exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. Just overall on that week, I'll, you know, we've talked, you know, Salad fans will talk are probably annoyed about it now because we talk about it till it's blue and talk about it. And so we are blue in the face, but it is the you know the big issue. There are all these injuries, you know, the struggles South have been having on the road, you know, that draw at Exeter, followed by that, that you know, that winning it, albeit in the cup against Notts County. Could this be not a defining week in the season, but you know, Salat need to harness this now. You know, this is a little bit of a boost on the road. You know, it's probably been a bit of a psychological issue that they've been so bad away from home compared to yeah. home. It's really key now that they they use this and grab it. And if they go and get a win at you know, we'll talk about Wickham at the end of the podcast. But if they go and get a, a win at Wickham or below them in the table on on the on Saturday, it almost you want to get away from that quite the questions around the away form, don't you? And this is a you know, it's almost a perfect time to to carry on doing that. Yeah. The only thing I would say is I feel like the way that they're playing at the moment has a shelf life. You know, they concede as much territory, they concede as much of the ball as they do. They will get results for a time, but they do need to kind of, you know, the more, I suppose, the way I look at it is a simple math solution. The more time the ball spends in your half and being passed around your box, eventually you will you will go behind in a game and you'll find it probably quite hard to come back. I think in the last couple of games, 
especially the last game against Notts County, having the lead helped because I think if Town had gone behind, you know, the fact that Notts County gave them an early goal kind of gave them a foothold in the game and having the lead certainly helped because it gave them something to defend for. Whereas I think that game would have been extremely different. Had I mean, and I know like, you know, like if buts and maybes are amazing things, aren't they? But like if Town had gone behind, I don't know where the game plan goes from that. Do you, do, do, do you get where I'm coming from? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I do think I do think there's a shelf life to to this. I think it's it, it it's kind of it's a short term kind of let's get through with the hand that we've got at the moment. But I think with the players that they've got available to them, you know they need some players back. They need some reinforcements, and I don't think that they can, can they can keep surrendering this much of the ball and hope to get I suppose long term success. I think we do need to see, and you know, they're aware, I think that they're aware. You know, they do need to be better on the ball. They do need to keep it better when they get it. Um, so you know, we're just gonna we're gonna have to wait and see. I, I kind of I, I I would love I would love to say that yes, this could be the catalyst to really turn things around, and you know it could be, but I I, almost, I, I don't I don't want. Yeah, I, I think if we continue to play in the way that we have done in the last week, I, I don't think that'll be like successful long term. Um, you know, uh, but I also feel like they're just doing what they can at the moment to get yeah. to get through what they can, and you can't yeah. fault them for that. You know, there's not they're not particularly they're not complaining. Well, well, they're not complaining about the injury situation. It is killing them. Um, I mean, I've never, never seen anything like it. I thought Carl Winchester's comments last week were really quite funny when he said that someone's got a witch in the family um, with the luck that they've had through injuries. Uh, that really did make me chuckle. Um, who's the witch? And, who's got the witch in there? Well, yeah, I mean, that is who, <laughs> who can find the Shrewsbury witch. Yeah. There's, a, there, there's a podcast title for you, John. Yeah, yeah, there um, you go. So, yeah, um, it's, it's just a real, it's just a real challenging space for them at the moment. So you must give them a, a, enormous and tremendous credit for, you know, how they've managed to kind of get by. Um, but you know, they need some players back. And they probably need to kind of be a little bit more forward thinking if they are to want to, you know, achieve long term success. Because I don't think teams are going to keep giving you goals like what Notts County did, um, you know. So th- th- those are my those are my thoughts, really. That's kind of that's kind of what I, that, that's more, yeah. more how I see it anyway. That, yeah, brilliant week. Really, really good week. But I still think we need to see more from town um, if we are. You know, to, to really start at the point of the season. Yeah, and that week, you know, with a draw and a win, was topped off by that FA Cup draw on Sunday. Shrewsbury will host local rivals Wrexham. Wrexham, who hit the headlines more than most clubs in the in the country uh, these days, to the uh, frustration and anger of our fans um, of other clubs. But Wrexham will be coming to the Crowd Meadow. I've just been doing a little bit of research while uh, Ollie's been talking. And I know Ollie played it the other day. First time since 2008 that the two sides will meet. The last time Shrewsbury, well, on that day when Shrewsbury beat Wrexham 3-0, it basically condemned them to to relegation. So I suppose Shrewsbury have got a, a big part to play in the whole story of Wrexham getting back up into the, into the, what, going into the National League and back into the Football League. But Ollie, it's probably, you know, to the draw maybe that, that all Shrewsbury fans were maybe looking out for, although I'm sure some are a little bit apprehensive of a potential banana skip. Derbies are weird, aren't they? Derbies are weird because 
you kind of there's so much to gain yeah as in local bragging rights if you win yet there's so much to lose if you don't win do you yeah. so i don't know how i sit on it like you know i really don't want us to lose to Wrexham. you know I, I really don't you know i really don't want us to lose to Wrexham. i think it's you know derbies are yeah they're 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 emotional so so like i, I kind of I was I thought it was a brilliant draw. I was listening to the draw. I I went cricket training on Sunday, um, and I was listening to the draw in my car on the way home. And I, and I'd missed Shrewsbury. I turned it on late, turned the volume up late, and I was kind of thinking, and all, and and then suddenly I saw the club tweet saying that it was Wrexham, and I was like, oh my god, what a, what 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 a what a tie! I was with my mate in the car, and he was like, what are you going on about? I was like, oh, that's a massive draw for Shrewsbury playing against Wrexham. And I, I got well excited about it. I had to pull over <laughs> on the A5 and tweet about it um but so yeah um it's just kind of one of one of those things really isn't it where um it's a really really interesting tie um you know shrewsbury i mean i was talking to again i was talking to dave about it on on monday dave edwards who does column in the shropshire star and and he was saying that you know how often does shrewsbury get to the third round of the fa cup do they get a home tie do they get a full house and do they go into the game as favourites? Yeah, not you many know, times. Like, not many times. So it's kind of like a perfect draw. Um, so yeah, I thought it. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's really, 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 really good. Um, you know, for the club, um, a really good cup tie. Um, obviously, I wrote a bit about you know how how important the game is or, or not the Notts County game is financially. Sixty-seven thousand pounds plus um they got extra funding for the game being <clears throat> moved to a friday night um that was a figure over ten thousand pounds so they made over you know over seventy five thousand pounds you know for that game and given where shrewsbury are and given their financial situation at the moment yeah. you can really you, you know there's a lot of pressure on matt taylor and you know if you ask the manager they'd say well there's pressure on you all the time but you know that they, they needed to win that game um, they needed to win that game just like they needed to win that game against Colchester because it's important, you know. That's a lot of money that's kind of come into the coffers over the last kind of few weeks through winning games of football. And Shrewsbury's record, I'm going to probably do a little bit on this, but Shrewsbury's record in the FA Cup recently is like terrific, you know. It's the last seven years in, in succession, they've got to the third round. Uh, yeah. Obviously, there was that absolutely devastating late comeback from Sunderland last year, which saw them score twice in stoppage time, which I think Penno scored, didn't he, um, to give Town a 1-0 lead, uh, Matthew Pennington, I think, I think so. And then they scored, didn't they, twice to come back. Tony Mowbray recently departed Tony Mowbray's mm-hmm. side. So, yeah, I mean, it's a competition that Town have got quite a lot of history in, uh, that they've done really well in in recent years, and, you know, it's really important for them. So I'm, I'm immensely excited I hope that the game's on telly. I, as I say, I expect it to. It'll be. definitely. It, uh, if I had a prediction, it'll be a Sunday lunchtime kickoff. Uh, yeah, I, I think. I think. Or a, sa- so, or a Saturday lunchtime. I don't think it'll be a Friday night job. I don't think it'll be an evening job. I think it could be a. I think uh, it could be a Monday night. Or, mon- or a Monday. Either way, it's not... going to be on TV. The, 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 I know it's the third round, and there are some big ties in there. I think Sunderland Newcastle is probably the biggest tie, but there's going to be. You know, there is going to be an awful lot of interest around this game. And I know Shrewsbury fans have, have got a big despise towards Rex and probably even more now with everything that's been going on in the last couple of years with their Hollywood owners. Um, but it, like you say, they're all, for all their 
talking about the derby and the you know the bragging rights, the financial there is going to be a big financial windfall for Shrewsbury from this game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's another. I mean, you, you just think about it. It's like basic maths, isn't it? It's another. It's another. It's another game where they've got people paying. I don't know how much the tickets are, but they've got people paying. You know, for tickets, and if they've got, if they get over, well over seven thousand, yeah, yeah. however many there, a full house at the Meadow, which they will do for a game against Wrexham, you would. Expect. And the TV, the TV money as well is going to be, you know, yeah. it's going to be sizable as well. Just in terms of the game, on, you know, we talked there about navigating Knox County. Um, Navigating Wrexham, you know, it's not it's not like a, a down and out National League Wrexham. It's a Wrexham side who are, you know, full of of players who have played at a much higher level. You know, their their standout players, the likes of Paul Mullen and um, Elliot Lee, are players that have have mixed it in the top of League One or in League One. Um, it's certainly Elliot Lee, and I think Elliot Lee played in the Championships as well. Um, you know, decent EFL players. So it's going to be as much as you want the Dragon rights. You know, it's not going to be a it's not going to be an easy tie. No, no, and and hopefully you know that game is well. It's the sixth of December today, isn't it? And um, I think it's you know, scheduled for the sixth of January weekend. Scheduled at the moment, that's probably going to change. But yeah, scheduled for the sixth of January. Um, so that is you know a month away. So town have got some time to get some players back. You know the January window will be open by that stage. How busy do we expect town to be in the early knockings of that window? We're not quite sure at this moment in time, but nevertheless. You know that there is a chance for reinforcements. What they won't want to do is like, could you imagine playing Wrexham for the first time since 2008, and you know having to put all the kids on the bench yeah. and barely being able to, to 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 fill a proper squad because that's not what you want. Um, so so yeah, but it's a game that I'm very much looking forward to. Um, I think it was an absolutely brilliant draw for town, and I think it's so exciting for the fans uh, and for the players too. You know, for the players to be involved in a game and an atmosphere, hopefully, like it will be. Um, so, yeah, it's one that I'm really happy about and really kind of looking forward to. I just hope we win. <laughs> yeah, well, we've got that one to look forward to in the new year. Uh, I just want to talk about one of your stories from the last few days. Matt Taylor was talking about um, South's loan players that come in. You know, we've had, we know that they've had collective bad luck with injuries, but bad luck with loan players, five loan players on the treatment table. Um, which means, I suppose, decisions are going to be, have to be made in January about, about whether they remain at the club or not. You know, it's almost a double whammy, isn't it? You know, when you've got players that are under contract injured, it's one thing. But to have you know, all these players that have come in on loan, you know, and Saab do utilise the loan market a lot, that's just a double blow. And I suppose there are some big decisions now to be made between now and January window. Yeah, yeah, there are. Um, I don't think it's easy. Um, so what do we know? I've asked Matt Taylor about this a couple of times. Um, so the thing is, is that Matt, in a lot of sense, keeps his cards close to his chest. Um, he, he, he keeps his cards close to his chest. So when asked about the lone players, I asked him if any of them, it's a perfectly reasonable question to ask, isn't it? You know, any of the, the, the lone players, you know, going to go back to their parent clubs. The answer that's given is it's too early to say. The 6th of December, he can he can get away by saying it's too early to make decisions. And that was what that story was on Monday. I asked him about it and that was what his answer was. We need to wait to see where these players are in their rehabilitation. Some could be out for much longer. Um, we'll, we'll be out past uh, the end of January, um, you know, others others won't be. So, you know, four out of the six lone players 
do I expect some of them to probably go back? Yes, I probably do expect some to go back. Who it is, that'll depend on that'll depend on on Mickey Moore and and Matt and what areas of the team that they really feel that they need to strengthen. Um, I would have said that they are crying out for some more depth in midfield. Um, we've currently got two midfielders, haven't we? Cole Winchester and, and Noan Kenner. Um, I know with this Taylor Perry, who I'm hoping that will be somewhere near being back this weekend uh, after coming off with tight hamstrings. But he is, you know, he's very much probably a more advanced midfielder. Same for Tom Bayliss. So it's kind of a real difficult one at the moment, you know, for town in terms of, you know, that midfield group. And then there's other positions too. So, yeah, I feel like, obviously, like I say, Matt keeps his cards close to his chest. He doesn't like to give much away. Uh, I would imagine the conversations are happening and the plans are being put in place. It's just not really something that they want. I mean, there's nothing they can do about it till January, is there? So they're not going to want the players to think, oh, well, we're going to get rid of you in January and we're going to tell the press about it on the 5th of December. Mm. And then they've got yeah. a month, you know, in the door or wherever they do or whatever they're doing. I suppose some of the players might be back at their parent clubs, so that conversation might be a bit easier. But I don't know. I don't know. And then there's other ones that, that the problem is some of them look as though they're probably going to be back fit around January time, like Ryan Finnegan. He is expected to be back around that time. You know, Kieran Phillips is probably expected to be more the end of January when he's going to be back. He was out for three months, wasn't he, with a knee injury at the start of November. So, you know, these players are probably likely to be back in contention around that time. And I suppose it depends if town are going to, are going to start one players in. I mean, it's amazing, isn't it? Because I can remember at Carlisle away when the transfer window had just closed, asking Matt Taylor, is this going to be a real headache for you to navigate about the fact that we've got six players in on loan and look how it's turned out. Yeah. You know, it's turned out to be, you know, the easiest thing for him to, well, I wouldn't say the easiest thing because he ain't got none of them to choose from, has he? So hopefully Brandon Fleming, I mean, I don't know whether you saw my that my, my piece I've done for the paper today, but there's a big piece, um, a long long piece well it's not that long it's just kind of lots of information in there and it's kind of my understanding of where town's injured players are at and when they're likely to make a comeback so taylor perry and jason schreyer it's kind of my opinion because like i say matt keeps his clock these cards close to his chest and he does the same with injuries you ask him about them but then he's very reluctant to put times and dates on things or to specify exactly what problems are um so yeah i mean taylor perry came off with tight hamstrings but has not been fit. And then Jason Schreyer had an ankle problem in Blackpool. Um, and we know that they were close to being available for the game against Notts County, but didn't quite make it. So that's kind of why I've gone with the line that they're probably the least least worrying. Last time I asked about Brandon Fleming, they expected him to be back before Christmas. So they're the players that probably stand a chance of, you know, coming back into the fold anytime soon. But the rest really do seem to be more longer term ones that they're kind of managing and managing their workloads at the moment. So there we are. Yeah, there's not going to be many selection headaches for, um, well, a couple of weeks, certainly for for Saturday. There's one that we'll talk about right at the end of the podcast. But Ollie, trip to Wickham at the weekend. Um, reunion, first time with the former captain Luke Leahy, who left the club in the summer. I know he had a, a nasty injury a few weeks ago, but he, um, I think he was involved in the midweek EFL trophy game for uh, for Wickham um, so it remains to be seen if he's going to play on Saturday but somewhere where I think Salem got a really good win at the start of last season 
um, at Wickham, if I remember rightly. It might have been the season before all these campaigns roll into one. Um, but a, cha- a real chance, as we said, to, you know, not only get three points with, with Wickham being below them in the table, but a chance to keep building or start building a little bit of a way day momentum to marry up with the home form. Yeah, I mean, I think I was talking to somebody yesterday about this. Uh, my internet's just brilliantly just decided that it wants to stop working. But I think Wickham are in horrendous form, um, you know, because they were really knocking on the door. I, I think they're, they're really heavily impacted by injuries too. Um, I was reading on, on News Now the other day about what's going on um, with injuries. But I think in, in the league in particular, yeah, so they haven't won. They haven't won. Their last win was a 4-1 win at Fleetwood on the 7th of October. And obviously now it's the 6th of December. So they're in, you know, equally bad form, uh, having lost 1-0 at Barnsley and lost at home to Reading. Um, Stevenage, tough game. You know, they're a horrible side to play against, aren't they? But yeah, this this Wickham side who have had a, probably what you would describe as a difficult run of fixtures in fairness to them. Um, but, but nonetheless, you know, are in rotten form themselves. Um, you know, and some of that includes, you know, home form as well. Yeah. Um, you know, they've not been particularly great um, at home either. So it's a great chance. Um, so that's it. Yeah, they've lost three. I'm just looking at that now. I think they've lost three out of the last four home games. Um, but obviously, Shrewsbury have won the last couple of away games, but, you know, there's still there's still work to be done for them to to really kind of turn around and to consistently turn around that away for um you know, I'm, we, I think we're all still kind of like that was a tentative, a tentative step in the right direction. But, you know, we've still only taken five points on the road in the league this year. Um, so that needs to get better, doesn't it? Yeah. Taking 19 points at home in League One, absolute fortress meadow, absolutely terrific form there. But in the away form in the league has, has not has not has not been has not been good enough. Um, and, you know, the players are all aware of that. And story on the back page of the paper today from Carl Winchester, um, kind of saying, um, he kind of, I said, what is it? This is what is it? And he says, mate, if I knew the answer, it won't be a problem. Um, I do think it is a weird thing because I, I always wonder this about football. Why is there such a differentiation between home and away? Because it's just, it's, it's just some grass and some posts and a net. Like it's still a football pitch, isn't it? I know the atmosphere plays 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 a part, but it's not it's it's not like I mean we've not been to Derby yet. We've not been to any of these grounds that have got thirty thousand people in or, you know, like a huge attendances where you're kind of in a real cauldron. Um I wonder why it's why the away form is what it is. Um it happens everywhere, isn't it? Teams are just better better at home than they are away mm-hmm. from home. But I don't know. It just, it just. I, I don't. I don't know. What are your thoughts on it, Johnny? Yeah, it is a, it is a strange one. I think we do. You know, we do see it all the time. Just in terms of selections, I'll, you know, we, we said there's not many headaches, but we mentioned earlier in the podcast that there potentially might be one, given the back, given that Ryan Bowman bagged a hat trick on uh, last Friday. How, how would you? How can you envisage Matt Taylor? You know, lining up at the top end of the pitch. You know, he's got a few options there. Well, I say a few. He's got more than two. Um, yeah. But who, uh, how do you see him going on Saturday? You know, does he reward Bowman or? I would say you've got to pick Bowman, and you? if you score a trick, you've got to play, and you. I mean, I don't know. If I was Brian Bowman, I'd just scored a trick to get us through to the third round of the FA Cup, and then I was on the bench. I'd be absolutely, 
I'd be thoroughly cheesed off. Um, so, yeah, I would expect Bowman to play. Matt, Matt missed out last week because he was ill. Um, so, I mean, that was, just, that was yet another blow, wasn't it, that, that Max Matter couldn't play because he had a tummy bug. Um, so, it's one of the things um, we'll just have to wait and see, won't we? Um, what he does, but I would expect Ryan Bowman to play alongside Dan Udo. Dan Udo has been absolutely top draw, by the way. I don't think he's quite had the credit that he deserves um, in recent weeks. Um, he really has been um, exceptional. Up front, uh, holding the ball up um, and linking play. So long may that form of Udo continue because he really has been impressive. I've been well, well impressed with him. I feel like he's really starting to Kind of hit the ground running and, and and really contribute to this team. Yeah, hats off to Udo, nicest man in football. What a way to finish the podcast! We're talking about Daniel Udo. Oh, thanks as always. Enjoy your trip down to Wickham, down to Adams Park, isn't it? Wickham. Yeah, yeah. Last last year I parked on. Uh, we played Wickham and it was forty degrees. Can you remember that day? Oh Christ, yeah. Yeah, it was like ridiculously hot. Oh, and what would kill for that now? Oh yeah, 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 I would. Um, and I can remember I parked on the hill um, by the ground, but I'm just kind of thinking with the amount of rain that we've had, I imagine that'll be more of a like a all the uh, frost will be slipping and sliding up and down that hill, mate. You, absolute uh, mud bath. Yeah, you take care, Salop fans who are making the trip down to Wickham have uh, have safe travels. Hopefully, they can continue that um, little. Two game mini run on the on on the road and hopefully turn it around the away form. But as always, thanks for listening to Shrew's Views and until next time, goodbye. <laughs>